Now then, welcome to the Social Media Podcast. How are you doing? This is Simon Scholes here, founder and creative director of Perception Studios. Thank you very much, as always, for joining me. Uh, today, as always, we're going to be listening to the audio back from this morning's Days Confused and Generally Buggered, which is my daily live video, which I'm putting out all the time at the moment to try and help answer your social media and video questions that you have uh, burning inside you right now during this craziness that we're all called lockdown and COVID-19. Uh, don't forget, if you are interested, you can sponsor the live daily broadcast and all the content that comes from it, including this podcast, uh, for a weekly basis. So please do get in touch if you're interested in that. My email address is in the section below. And without further ado, shall we get started? The Social Media Podcast with Simon Scholes. Tips, hints and great content ideas. Good morning. How are you diddling? Excellent. Me too. Thank you very much for asking. Welcome to another episode of Dazed and Confused on our brand new schedule where we are live Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays, three days a week. We are live answering your social media and video questions, trying to help you as best as I possibly can do. Get onto that content creation journey. Start making more stuff so that when we come out of this crazy situation that we're all currently in, you still have a brand and a business to talk about and actually sell something from fingers crossed. That doesn't mean you should stop selling now. You should still be selling um, whatever it is that you do, but hopefully this will help you build a bigger brand so that when we come out the other side of everything, you will have an even bigger brand that more people will know about and want to buy from uh, when the money starts coming back in. And uh, hopefully we don't drop into a recession, which we're not going to mention. We're not going to lay slight the war. Don't mention the war. We're not going to mention the recession. Uh, so <clears throat> what are we going to be talking about today? And we're going to be chatting about blogging. Uh, first things first, though, who am I? I'm Simon Scholes, and I'm the founder and creative director of Perception Studios. Uh, we're an award-winning visual marketing agency. We're based in the UK, and we help brands and businesses create content that helps them stand out across their social media. So that could be all sorts of different types of things. It could be video, animation, aerial work, photography, graphics, all sorts of different types of stuff that is classed as visual content uh, that they can use on their social media. We also create lots of other types of stuff as well, different video content, but that's what we specialize in. Uh, however, a few years ago, it became obvious to me that not necessarily every brand, every business has a budget to spend on this type of content being created on a regular basis. So how do they still go about building a social media presence? Well, you can do it yourself for free. And what I did was came up with a process that I called How to Nine Times Your Social Media. It's all about repurposing. It was nothing particularly new, but I wrote about it, became a number one book. And that's what these live broadcasts are all about, really. It's just me sat here trying to help you get into that process of creating content, maybe overcome some of the mindset stuff of creating certain types of things, uh, but just generally getting your content out there for people to see and hopefully getting more people seeing it through some of the tips and hints that I can give you so that you do have a bigger brand, a bigger business to work with uh, when you come back from everything. So today, like I say, we're going to be chatting about blogging, which for me... Once you've overcome all the planning and knowing who your avatar is and everything else, blogging is the doorway to content, 100%. It's a great way of talking to an audience. And that audience who love to read will really want to consume this content. But for me, blogging is a great way of actually settling the nerves a little bit. Not necessarily for me, but for my clients, my customers, they all have that issue of, 
I don't know what it is I'm going to be talking about. So even when they've got the, the plan in place, actually knowing what they're going to talk about across all their social media channels still becomes a little bit of a ah kind of situation moment in their head. Then still not sure exactly what they're going to talk about. It still all becomes squiggly lines. But the blog kind of straightens those lines out, gets them untangled, and helps you understand that that piece of content there in that blog is going to become this piece of content here on Instagram. And that piece there is going to become this live video here and that piece there. And so they all start to join up rather than getting all knotted up and becoming confusing. So that's what I feel blogging really helps with. Because even when you've got that plan in place, you still know you have to post content on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, all these different places. And it just becomes real massive overwhelm. Whereas if you have that blog there, it really helps you understand what type of content you could create from that blog. It helps you understand repurposing a little bit more. Um, so before we dive properly into that, good morning to Ed, um, who is uh, tuned in this morning on Facebook. Thank you very much for joining me. Whatever platform you are on, be it Instagram Live, Twitch, Periscope, YouTube, Facebook, wherever you are, uh, say hello. Let me know that you're out there. Um, let me know what business you are as well. And if you've got any questions on social media or video, they don't have to be specifically on blogging. Just drop them into the comments and we'll do our best to answer as many of them as we can do today. We've got a few questions to go through. Um, so we'll just cram as many in as we can. Okay, so blogging, it really does help you understand where you're going to go with the rest of the content. Because what I try and get blogging to do for a lot of my customers and a lot of my clients is they blog, therefore they understand the story that they're talking about because it's come from the plan to the blog. So for example, let's say um, what day it is. Today is actually National Writing Day, which is why I came up with the idea of talking about blogging a while back. So um, National Writing Day. So, okay, National Writing Day is in my calendar. I've got my plan in place. Okay, I'm going to write a blog about the fact it's National Writing Day. Okay, now I'm going to do a video about the fact it's National Writing Day. Then I'm going to break that video down into other content about National Writing Day and post it all out on National Writing Day. And that's how you can look at your content. But you cannot do that without settling your nerves a little bit. Not everybody can dive in and do a live video. Not everybody can dive in and create content for every channel without understanding where they're going with it first. And that's what the blog will actually do. So you're gonna sit down and you're gonna write a blog about the subject matter and how it ties back into your business and what it is that you do and so on and so forth. So for me, obviously, National Writing Day ties back into blogging. Therefore, I'm creating content about blogging today. That's what my content is about. For you, National Writing Day could be making sure that you make notes on notepads because that's what you sell. I, d I don't know, but just look at how you can tie different events back into your actual business. That's what the planning part of everything is all about. Then when you come to the blogging, you know what you're going to talk about, and then you're literally just going to write your blog. And you write your blog about that specific subject matter, how it ties back into your business. And then there's different things you can do within your blog. Make sure, obviously, it's got a catchy title. Make sure 100% you're putting images into your blog makes the content a lot more easy to digest. Nobody wants to sit and read a thousand words without some sort of visual stimulation. It gets a bit boring. Unless you're really in that mindset of sitting down and reading, it just gets a bit dull. Now, depending on the type of interaction you want with your content, depends on how long you want to make it. So if you want people to comment on it and just get a conversation started, keep your blog actually quite short, under 500 words. Keep it succinct. Get people talking. Ask them questions. 
So if you're talking about something specifically, maybe it's dietary or something like that, maybe you're a PT and you're talking about diet and you're telling them about a meal, maybe you could say, look, this is the meal I've come up with. Is there anything you do differently to this meal? So let, let me know in the comments and so people might comment back and so on and so forth. There's so much kind of content you can do around trying to draw people into interacting with your content because that's a really great way of getting your content out to a wider audience because if more people comment on it, then more people are seeing it. Google will see more people are seeing your blog. And actually, when people are searching a specific subject matter, will rise you up through the rankings so that people will see that blog above somebody else's and so on and so forth. Now, if you want, for example, people to actually share your content, so you're looking at around about, 500 to about 1500 words you don't want to go any more than that and that kind of content is a little bit more in depth you're not necessarily going to throw loads of statistics at people but you can then open the, the platform to look this is an interesting piece of content if you think anybody else would really quite like to see this content how about you share it with them so then they potentially look i've got a fly in the room then they potentially look at sharing that content with their audience because there's more to it Less than 500 words, it's more about that interaction, potentially asking those questions. They might share it, but they potentially won't. 500 to 1,500, it's a bit more of a considered piece of content. The images are in there still. You're actually pushing more value. They're more likely to potentially think about actually sharing that value with their audience because they're going to actually get something from it. They're going to actually consume something and get something from it rather than just somebody asking them to answer like give them some ideas on what they've done with the recipe that kind of thing then you can go a little bit further than that and look at do you want visits to your website now obviously you're going to ask for visits to your website across all the different levels of content but anything from 1500 words upwards you could be asking for visits to your website but the content within your blog needs why would they come to your website? Why are you a voice of authority? And that's where you start putting in statistics, percentages of people using social media, for example, or whether you're an accountant, the percentage of people who actually save money by using an accountant to do their taxes, all that kind of stuff. Um, those statistics are things that are interesting to people and will draw them to your website over the potential of becoming a customer. So there's different lengths of content which can provide different levels of interaction. Now, they can all provide comments and things like that. They can all provide shares, but they can't all necessarily provide everything all in one. So you need to decide what type of interaction and what type of content you're going to create, what you want from your piece of content, and then away you go. Now, for me, I recommend that a lot of people also put in three or four succinct points within their blog that are key points about the subject matter they're talking about so that it can actually help draw people into that content, but also helps them later on when they're repurposing their content as well. Um, so, yeah, a lot of people will take that content that they've made and turn it into other stuff, which is what I recommend, repurposing, editing the video, editing memes out of it, that kind of thing. So those bullet points can help you create all that other content. But if they're not within your blog, then you might not necessarily think about saying it when you do a video or using that quote when you turn it into a meme. So put those succinct points in there. There are also things that are going to draw people into your content a little bit more because they're actually interesting statements. You're like your main story points. So it could be the fact that 
80% of all videos uh, of all searches on Google now come back with a video solution. So that makes a great meme. So I could use what I've just said, turn it into a visual and use that. I could also use what I've just said and turn it into a video. So you get what I'm thinking about. You kind of want to use those bullet points to help you tell the story, but also think about how you're going to use them later on as well. Don't just drop them in for the sake of it. Think about how those pieces of content you're talking about are going to actually help you later on create more content. And it gets a little bit of a brain thought going on. And it's not saying you need to make this confusing. It's just saying these are things you need to think about a little bit. A good morning to Facebook user who's just joined us. Um, a late good morning, Simon. Absolutely. I don't know who you are. Um, and if you are on Facebook right now, you can actually give StreamYard permission to put your name out there so that they can say, um, I can say hello to actually who it is rather than just Facebook user. But I can find out later on if, if you don't want to do that. But anyway, good morning to you. Um, so anyway, that's blogs basically in a nutshell. There's a lot more to it, obviously, SEO, meta tagging, what you should do with the photos, the behind the scenes kind of stuff. And if you want to know more about that, that's kind of what I do. So get in touch with me. We can uh, maybe have a one-to-one -one session and I'll try and help you as best as I can. Or you can download my book. The link is in the section below. It's completely free. Uh, there's stuff in there about SEO. There's stuff in there about tagging. There's stuff in there about um, like attribute links and all that kind of stuff on on your photographs and kind of all sorts of things in there so go and have a look at the book as well and you can get all the information for free um, or we can have a one-to-one -one and i can chat through stuff with you as well so whatever way you want to do it but that is blogging and it is the doorway to content because it will help you create more stuff it just helps unmuddle everything in your head a little bit because you've got a story then in front of you and i don't mean goldilocks and the three bears i just mean the story of your content you've got that flow and then you go right what's the next step and that's what it's all about is taking that piece of content and turning it into more taking that blog and making it work harder for you because when we get out of this situation and we are slowly creeping out of it in the UK, whether you believe we're going to fall back into another second spike or not and potentially go into lockdown again or not, right now we are slowly creeping out of it. And so we're into a situation where time has become, become more valuable because we're going to be back working again. And so therefore you need content that you can create easily as you move forward. So hopefully you got something from that. Okay, right. Um, let's have a quick look, see if anybody has joined us elsewhere and asked any questions. Not at the moment, but we've got people joining us. Um, so I've got a few questions to go through. If you've got any questions at all, stick them into the comments, whatever platform you're on. We'll do our best to go through them this morning. Right. First question from uh, Gabrielle. How would you introduce stroke teach social media uh, to kids at school? I would, number one, teach them being an influencer is seriously hard work. It is not something that happens easily. I think that is probably the biggest learning point for any kid. And it's probably a bit of a slap in the face for them because every kid watches YouTube, every kid sees people on Instagram, TikTok, so on and so forth. And you think, well, that's easy. That's what I want to do. I want to be that that person, I want to make money by making videos. That's fine, but they've got to understand that the hard work that goes into doing that is what makes them successful. It's not simple. It's not as simple as just being a good-looking kid. It might look it, but actually those people are still making lots of content. 
I know people who are downright handsome, more handsome than me, by a million miles, and that takes some doing. Um, but they are way more handsome than I am, um, are way more good-looking than I am as well um, on the female front. And I know quite a few different high-level creators, and they've worked their butts off to get to where they are. It doesn't happen easily. Now, back in the day, there was a time when somebody could share your content or um, say that your content's awesome or a particular website could share your content, and you just go, bang, stratospheric. And you would stay up there as well because people were craving content and somebody was creating regular content, which still is hard work, um, was winning. But those days are gone. Even if somebody massive mentions you, and they could have like two, 2 million subscribers, for example, on YouTube, and they mention you within their content, that does not automatically mean you're going to get thousands or hundreds of thousands of people drawing themselves to your content. It just that the platforms don't work that way anymore. So it really does rely on you putting in the hard work, putting out the value, all that kind of thing. So that's where I would start with, with kids is give them that horrific slap in the face of this isn't easy. If you want to be an influencer, trust me, it's hard work. And it's continuous hard work because the minute you stop, there is another person creating content to step into your shoes without even a blink of the eye. And I've seen it happen. So absolutely, this is it's not an easy life. It's not an easy, easy route to being successful and making money. You can make a lot of money from doing it, but boy, oh boy, is it hard work. So hopefully that would uh, be a good place to start. There's a lot of other stuff you could go through, of course, but I think that's probably the place to begin. A good morning to a common man, to Lakesman, who's just joined us on Instagram Live. Um, so, yeah, hopefully that would help, um, Gabrielle. Um, that's where I would begin. There's a, there's a load of other stuff, obviously, but that's probably the starting point for a lot of kids, I think, um, in this day and age is that they understand the hard work because so many will start a channel, see it doesn't work after two or three weeks, get bored of doing it and stop. And tomorrow could have been the day that they blew up. But because they don't understand that it is hard work and it takes consistency and patience, they stop. Rather than thinking, I'm going to keep going, keep pushing. And maybe in a year's time, I might see some results. Because a year to a kid is a hell of a long time. A year to somebody who's 43 like me, it's not that long anymore. It goes in the blink of an eye. Okay, uh, next question. James asks, what's the best way to market my book? Okay, the only way I can talk about this is through experience. Um, for me, um, I think the best way um, to market a book is to go and talk to the people who are going to be your audience. Go and let the people who are going to be your audience know that your book exists, be it fiction or fact, whatever your type of your book is the audience will be hanging out somewhere. Um, so go and let them know your book's going to come out, talk to them. If you've already got an audience, let your audience know that your book is going to come out and then give it to them for free just to start off with. Now, if you're using like a platform like Amazon, you can give your book away for seven days for free as an ebook, which is fantastic. So give everybody that link and give it away for free. On Apple Books, you get you can get 10 download links for absolutely free. So you could give those away as prizes on Apple and get your audience to start leaving reviews. If you're giving your book away for free, why should they not 
do something in return. It's not going to take them long. So if they're going to download your book, they're going to read it, then hopefully they're going to give you a great review, five-star review, helps you rise to the top of the rankings, how I went to number one. Then those books will then hopefully, after the seven days, people will still recommend it when you put your book out and they'll share your links because they've read your book and they thought it's cool. And then more people will start to buy it. That's how I would look to start with. There are lots of other things you can do, You need to, but you need to be out there talking about it. You need to tell your audience. Um, and the interesting I find with a lot of people is they will make write a book or what have you, and there's the question that I'm coming up to fairly soon about this as well, which I find quite interesting, kind of connects. Um, but there's a lot of people talk about this kind of stuff, um, and they don't have an audience. So it's like, right, okay, well, do you really know who you've written the book for in the first place? Or have you just read the book for the hell of it? If it's a business book, if it's a fictional book, actually, yes, there's an audience out there. Just go and find them, talk to them, and let them know. You're probably part of the groups and the forums already. Hey, guys, I've just written a brand new book about baseball, and you might really enjoy it. Um, keep your eyes open for it. I'll, let, I'll send you a link, and you can get it for free because they're all your mates. They've all like chatted to you in the past on forums and groups and chats and stuff like that. So that's great. Excuse me, I'm going to sneeze. <coughs> Excuse me. So I think that's probably um, where I would start with James from marketing my book. Hopefully, fingers crossed, that helps you. Um, okay, Tom is an independent musician. How do you promote music to your audience to build a following? I think you've kind of answered your own question. You put your music out to your audience, Tom. Um, that's how you promote your music. And um, whether you make small little snippets of it or you put content out on TikTok, uh, which is your music, and you singing it live. Same on Snapchat. You could do that on Instagram stories. You could have nicer uh, recorded versions that you put out on Instagram itself. Um, put stuff out on Facebook. Put the full videos on YouTube. Put the full videos on Facebook on your particular page. And put your full full songs on on your website. Uh, draw people to go and watch the full songs on YouTube and and SoundCloud and and things like that through the short form content. But if people don't know you make music, how are they meant to go and consume it? So give them an opportunity to consume some of your content. Be it fifteen seconds, be it sixty seconds. Draw them then back to the main content, and then from that main content where they can listen to the whole song and maybe watch the video connected to it they can then click the link and go download it from iTunes or Apple, Google Music or wherever uh, they're going to get their tracks from. And hopefully that way you can start making some money, but also give away your content for free. People can actually consume what you've, you do for free, um, which is what a lot of bands are understanding now, that actually the money's in the touring and, and the gigs and not actually necessarily in selling the music. Um, and hopefully you kind of understand that yourself as well, Tom. Um, but I think that's probably the best way to start, again, is to start allowing people to actually consume what you create. Otherwise, they're not going to know what you create. Uh, good morning to the guys from United Visual who have just joined us this morning. Hope you are well. Um, right. Last question. And then I am foxtrotting Oscar, unless any more stuff comes through. Um, so Sam and Paul, um, they're moving and they've got a goal of opening their own coffee shop. Uh, what kind of ideas do I have towards uh, trying to grow uh, an audience going into the store? Right. Okay. Um, there was a coffee shop I used to go to a lot. And actually, I gave them a few of these ideas. They implemented none of them. So it's still completely fresh, completely new. Um, and I think one of them will just be amazing. So the first thing is 
ingratiate yourself into the local community, make yourself part of the community, go and talk to people, get to networking events, take free samples of your coffee, free samples of cake, all that kind of stuff, go to networking, uh, go to local councils, local groups, all that kind of stuff, get talking to the local businesses, get people to know you actually exist. Reach out to companies as well, obviously, and tell them about if you're making food, come to us, get your food made for meetings, all that kind of thing. But the piece of digital stuff that I would talk about the most is getting local businesses in on a podcast. Now, I think I think this is probably one of my best ideas. So please definitely go ahead with this. Just please go ahead with this. Um, Create a podcast around coffee and tea. Now, coffee, because it's a huge marketplace. Tea, because it is a massively growing marketplace right now, really growing quickly. And get local businesses to come in and taste those coffees and teas. However, in between the tasting, they are going to talk about their businesses. So you're going to sit down, interview them, and find out about what it is that they do locally, how they work with the local community, what they do, all that kind of stuff. It's an opportunity for them to sell themselves, but also for you to show your skill set of taste this coffee, do you get the back hints of chocolate or, or vanilla or whatever it might be, a bit like a wine tasting video almost, but it's coffee tasting and tea tasting. And you get three businesses to do it. You do two cups of coffee, you do a tea, and you've lost nothing but like nine cups of coffee or whatever it works out, six cups of coffee and three cups of tea. Um, and yeah, they've got a chance to promote their business. They're likely to share the content when it goes live because the local community will want to hear it. They'll want the local community to know more about them and what it is that they do. So then your audience can grow exponentially from the fact that you've collaborated with them. And it's just cost you half an hour of your time and a few coffees, which is nothing really in the grand scheme of things. And I think that would be a great idea because that piece of content could be filmed. So then you could take the audio off and turn it into a podcast, but you could put the video out as well. You could take each person from the video out as separate content, again, repurposing, turn each one of those into an individual video. Um, Here's James talking about his estate agency. Here's Paul talking about his local bank. Here's Steve talking about his local building firm. All those could become separate videos. Obviously, each one's going to have a separate piece of coffee content in there as well. I just think the the actual potential there is limitless um, if you create this kind of content. If you want to make it look good, go to a local creative agency, get them to help you out. If we're local to you, get in touch with us. I'd be more than happy to have a chat with you and um, come in and film this stuff and edit it all up and that kind of thing. I just I just think that's a, a massive potential. It has huge potential. I really do. Um, so please, Take that idea and run with it or get in touch with me and we can go through it more um, on a one-to-one basis. But uh, hopefully that helps you out. Anyway, I think uh, we're going to call it a day there. Um, But, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to hearing that podcast and content come out about um, coffee. Um, Fingers crossed. Anyway, right, thanks so much for watching. As always, if you're brand new, hit the subscribe button. That would be great, whatever platform you're watching on. And uh, don't forget as well, if you've just hit the subscribe button or you're already subscribed, Move your thumb or your mouse ever so slightly in whatever direction it is and click share. If you think your audience are going to get any value from this content whatsoever, share it with them so that then they become a member of the tribe. They can start asking questions themselves and we can have more questions coming in and all that kind of stuff. 
create more of a community. Anyway, thanks for watching. Until tomorrow, no, not till tomorrow. I'm not on tomorrow. I'm on Friday. Um, stay safe. Enjoy the sunshine. It is going to be absolutely glorious. Uh, make sure you slip, slap, slop on that sunscreen, and uh, I will catch you on the morrow. Uh, no, I won't. I'll catch you on Friday. I'm so used to saying tomorrow because I used to go daily. Anyway, I'll see you on Friday. Uh, have a good one. Bye. Thanks for watching. This was a Perception Studios production.